8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. Tell you what I was saying off the air, just so much came out of that interview with Dr. The 29-year-old Dr. Shakira Chunara who's done so many things, uh, including the 2017 Woman of the Year in Health. That would be, well, at the age of 20 at the age of 27, but now part of the African Union Youth Advisory Committee. It's a young South African uh, with, with hopes to try and build our nation into the champion nation that I so often speak about absolutely. We'll have a podcast of that uh, interview up tomorrow morning at uh, 9 o'clock. Check it out just after 9. Check it out on the SAFM website, but also you can check it up on my Twitter uh, and Facebook timelines as well. Let's get into other issues now. Uh, in our continent, big concerns around what actually is going on in the DRC. You may be aware there's been an election about a week ago. There's been, but the, the result of the election has been postponed. It's still, there's a big issue around that. So let me not say too much, excepting it's one of the biggest countries on the African continent uh, and centrally located on our continent. And what goes on there or what doesn't go on there should concern Every one of us. So what's the issue really? Dr. Kofi Kouaku is with us as an Africa analyst. Kofi, appreciate your time. Hello. Hello. Uh, compliment of the year. Good to uh, have you again. Long time, Ashraf. Th- thank you. And I, and I wish we were speaking at a time when we were talking about good news uh, with regard to one of the African countries. However, there is concern around an African country insofar as the DRC is concerned. So perhaps a quick recap in terms of where are we at in terms of the election and what's happened since? Yeah, I mean, in short, the, the DRC is the, if you want, the symptom of a much larger, bigger crisis in the uh, Central African region. Most of the countries there are in deep trouble politically with uh, very overstaying leaders, greedy, corrupt, uh, the kind of thugs we don't need now around the continent. But if we're coming back to the DRC, because it's uh, what, what makes it really relevant now is because of the elections and, of course, the fact that they've had a president, uh, Joseph Kabila, who's been there for close to 17 or 18 years, and he has refused to leave, and finally he's decided to step down, and then these elections have taken place. But what makes it very complicated is that the country is so fragmented. It's the largest country now, uh, let's say, uh, uh, in the, um, uh, the second largest in Africa, mm. after Algeria and after the Sudan was divided in two. I mean, it's, it's twice as big as South Africa now, 2 million, 2.4 something square million square kilometers. How do, you, how do you govern such a country with the kind of leaders we have? And we're hearing, uh, that just the elections are part of it, that there's some secessionist movements in the eastern part in the Katanga wanted to split the country in uh, small pieces, as they did for Sudan. But getting back to the elections, um, I think that symptom is so powerful. Uh, the election themselves have been postpone, uh, were postponed and then finally managed to be held on the 30th of December, at almost the last uh, time, last day of the um, of the year. But now the result has become now a mm. contentious, a contentious point because they now they've postponed the uh, the announcement of the results. But they're strong. Um, a feeling that the opposition leader, uh, Fayulu, uh, has won the election, Martin Fayulu. But these are, these are 
some speculations now coming from diplomatic sources with the, uh, if you want, the Catholic Church, which is a very powerful uh, movement there in the DRC. Mm. So this is a situation now. The, the fear is that if the government in place, which is literally uh, controlled by Joseph Kabila, the actual president, uh, 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 hold, continue to uh, continue to maintain uh, uh, to hold on on the announcement, there may be some some crisis in the country, protests or some kind of riots. So let's and understand this. Why, why is the election postponed? So why was the election postponed? Number one. Then why has the election result been postponed? Well, the, the first government announcement uh, by the uh, uh, head of the um, election electoral committee, national electoral committee, Mr. Nanga, was that. Uh, they didn't. Uh, it was such a big country that couldn't hold it. I mean, you know that logistics in that country is very. For all of those who've gone to the DRC, it's a nightmare. So, frankly, if you look at it, this is quite a very partial electoral uh, system put in place. But this is what they have. They have to deal with it. So, uh, uh, logistically, it was almost a nightmare. But they've managed. You got to give them credit with the help of South Africa, the European Union, the UN. They managed to put something together. And so they were hoping to get some kind of quote-unquote fair way to to judge some kind of election. And they couldn't do it because every time you listen to the head of the Electoral Commission, he had to find some kind of reason to push it forward. But he was under pressure from the United States, Western nations, uh, Europeans, and then, of course, the African Union. But also the civil forces now in the DRC have become so powerful, they put an enormous amount of uh, uh, pressure on him to announce those results. But give them credit. It hasn't been easy. So this is one of the few reasons that they postpone it. Now, postpone, again, the announcement of the poll is what's coming out is that there's great concern that from the government that their uh, candidate, back candidate by Joseph Kabila, some guy called um, uh, Emmanuel, uh, uh, he, 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 may, he may have lost the election. And then, so this is really concerning because if uh, Emmanuel Ramazani um, Shandari has lost the elections, then that's not good news for okay, Kabila. And that would be the, 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 the Kabila man, is my understanding. Of course. I'm going to encourage people to call in as well. So, A, if you are from the DRC uh, or that part of, of the African continent, of course you can call in. If you're living in South Africa now, you're listening on live streaming audio, that's fine as well. But otherwise, if you're from South Africa and you have an interest in the DRC, as you should have an interest, then you certainly can engage us and give me your take on what's actually going on in the DRC and what may happen next and the implications thereof. OH91104207, My guest is Dr. Kofi Kowaku, who's an Africa analyst. We'll be joined by uh, Edward uh, Mitoli as well, uh, pretty shortly, to give us his take on it. But I welcome your thoughts. Kofi, uh, let's talk about South Africa. So when when there's this type of stalemate, nobody wants the stalemate. It, you know the the risk um, implications throughout the continent is, is is something you want to avoid. What is South Africa doing about this? I think before I talk, I put South Africa into this. There are three points I want to make. Very quick one. The headlines. The first one is the context of the, of the whole issue in the DRC in Central Africa. The second one is a narrative. The narrative is how do we tell the story. How do we cover in a way that gives justice to it? And then the third one is the set of solutions that need to be put in place to sort of give a chance to this place to recover. 
Now, where does South Africa come into this? South Africa is a very important partner. South Africa, at first, is one of the top uh, top countries on the continent, so it's got leverage. Big country, big economy, it's got leverage. But South Africa hadn't played that role for a while now. Uh, we know, of course, that as you probably already know and you, you listeners know, South Africa is now one of the non-executive members, non-permanent members of the United uh, Nations Security Council. So South Africa has got some leverage. In fact, they've already proven that this past weekend, this past Friday, when they backed by China and, the, and Russia to sort of postpone a bit uh, the kind of uh, uh, announcement that UN Security Council was going to put in place. So South Africa plays a role there. That at the much more global political level. At the regional level, South Africa is a big, important member of the African Union, so South Africa has got some leverage there. But I must say, for the past 10 years, South Africa hasn't had that very strong, if you want, influence in the African Union that was really necessary uh, to really put pressure and get things the way it wants to be. At another sub-regional, which means at the SADC region level, South Africa is very powerful there, but still South Africa hasn't played a great role. We know the, the if you want, the um, the reputation of static to solving problems. And you know probably that last week, in fact, the last month on the 26th of December, there was a very important uh, static meeting in Brazzaville where South Africa was supposed to attend. And President Sir Ramaphosa canceled his trip for some reason. We don't know exactly why. But uh, rumors has it that he's uh, one of the strong supporters of Joseph Kabila, and then also the idea that uh, he's past business dealings with the DRC may be part of that, but I don't know. But what is important is the role of South Africa has been very quiet, not as efficient as it should be. And hopefully, uh, we understand why it is, because South Africa has got its own uh, uh, national and internal problems that are having a huge impediment on its ability to really play the role it should play on the continent. But South Africa will play a great role. I suspect uh, this year South Africa will show up a bit more. Okay. Let's get some calls. Surge on the line from Pretoria. Surge, I understand you're from the DRC, right? Yes. Hi. Yeah, very. I'm, I'm glad you, you're calling in. G- uh, give me your thoughts, Surge. Ashraf, good evening. And it's good really for South Africans to look in this situation in DRC. We absolutely it's have to. very, very important for the continent. And, um, yeah, I really appreciate your show. Very good show, Mr. I'm, I'm glad. Thank you. Go yes. ahead. Your uh, thought? Uh, according to the election in DRC, I must just first of all to congratulate African Union and the DRC itself for organizing this election by themselves. That's the most important thing that they've done. And uh, I want to say about all Congolese in South Africa who are listening right now, they're putting their whole hope in this election. And then they wanted the change. They were watching the good life that can happen to all Congolese people living outside, especially as I am. And I would like really to encourage, first of all, South Africa for the input, because it's been so welcome for all Congolese in the country. And they've got a thousand of them here. And they, they're all hope that they can have in South Africa itself to include in a DRC politics that can help all the Congolese to go back home one day. What, what, what's the best thing that can come out of this election and what, what's the worst for you, Serge, looking at it from a distance? I repeat that again, Ashraf. I'm saying for you, looking at it from a distance, but you have an interest in that country, obviously. What's the best thing that can emerge now from that country and the worst case scenario? Well, you just have a peace and stability, first of all. 
that's the most important thing that you need to get in DRC. What I can just say, no matter the outcome of this election in DRC, Congolese must remain one. Because what is going to happen right now in DRC is a ticking bomb, I can say on that, in that sense. And if Congolese people just flowing with what politicians are busy playing with us, we gain to go back to the bloodshed and separation again. And then I will really strongly appeal to my Congolese fellows really to remain united. And then until the election is coming pronounced by the commission, which has been appointed, to give the results. And then let's accept whatever will come out of the commission. And that's the way we build democracy. That's the way we build understanding. It's only, let me just link to this Ashraf, it's only five years that that man is going to be in a power. And Congolese, we should watch on that. We must just get a spirit of democracy. I don't really, I'm actually optimist at what is going to happen okay. because Congolese are mature now. Okay, got that. Thanks for that call, Serge. Uh, we've had another couple of calls. We've just lost them. Do call back. I'll take it right away. Coffee, you, you, you may want to respond to, to what Serge had to say. Yeah, no, Serge got a point. Um, a, a, a divided Congo, a divided Congo is bad news for Africa. That's the first thing. So you need to have that, that country united. And so far, you've got to give credit to the Congolese. In the midst of all this fragmentation and the mess they've gone through and the pains with millions of people killed and dead, they haven't had a huge uh, uh, famine. They've managed to, to really, they've been very resilient as a people. And what you don't want to see is a divided Congo like the, the, what happened in the, in the Sudan. And there are a great deal of that potentially coming, given the fact that now uh, foreign uh, state, uh, state uh, other, other big powers are now playing there. Uh, you've seen the U.S. moving to Gabon, saying, yes, look, we need to move in to save, to protect our embassy. And we know what that means already. The Russians already set up in the Central African Republic. The Chinese are already there, and you can see in Djibouti. So the, the, the DRC is a huge geopolitical chessboard that needs to be maintained, and, and unity of the Congolese is very, very important. Is, is there one final point that you that you wish to make, Coffee, before I let you go? Um, I think to me is that uh, we need to watch very carefully what's happening with the U.S. troop in Gabon, but also watch very carefully how they're going to deploy those troops to uh, obvious to, to pretend, I mean, the pretext is to, 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 uh, to help to protect their embassy in Kinshasa, but also their, their people in the eastern side of the Congo. I think this geopolitical element is much, much more important than anything else. If the Congo is fragmented, the rest of the Af- Central Africa will be fragmented. It will be bad for Africa. Well, they won't. And I really hope that the, the elections, um, I would want the opposition to win, to get some fresh air. However, my last point is, what's next? What's beyond election and representative government? We know as soon as new people come in, new leaders, political leaders come in, they make all these big promises and nothing changes. But I'm hoping that things will change going forward. Okay, got that. Thank you for your time. Uh, Kofi Kouakou was an Africa analyst talking about the DRC in this case. And you've heard that Gabon. Check out what's going on in Gabon as well. Another issue that's just as important. Uh, we're going to have Edward uh, Mitole and your thoughts as well. If you wish to engage us, we call the show The Viewpoint. It says it exactly that. 
What's yours? 0891-104-207. The Pakistanis are here. The Proteas are ready. The cricket fans are waiting. Join us for the third Test Cricket Series coming to you live from Bidvis Wanderers in Johannesburg starting from the 11th of January till the 15th of January 2019 live from 10 a.m. Bring on the cricket and catch summer with SABC3. to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Ghada. So that's one view. Let's get another thought, uh, another view in this case from Edward uh, Mitole, who's an Africa analyst, founder of the African Renaissance Project. Edward, good chatting to you. Hello. Hello, Ashraf. How are you? Good, and I've been following your tweets all morning. So there you are. <laughs> Thank you for that. Right, <laughs> Edward. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about uh, the DRC. What's what's your assessment of, of what's going on there. Uh, um, I'll start by saying that it would be a mistake to think that we have left behind the regime that began with the Atlantic slave trade and flourished in traction and Yeah, we are we are battling with your with your connection. Uh, let me just see if I can get Ben Zito, my producer, just try and reconnect you. It does give me a chance to tell you, uh, as a listener, to uh, to call in and give me your thoughts of of what's going on in the DRC. Let me just tell you as well. Tomorrow morning, that is six to nine, the Sunrise Show. I'll be hosting it. Stephen's away. I think he's taking his daughter to school on day one. Uh, very importantly, part of the show, two two things that we'll talk about. The one part is the issue of education being day one. So that's a very important one. And that is a big theme tomorrow on the show. Uh, the other one would be the moderated conversation around uh, Sia Colise's pronouncements around quotas. A, fa- a really, a really important issue, quotas transformation. So that comes up from 8.30 to 9 tomorrow. But the actual show starts from 6. Hopefully you're going to catch it and give me your thoughts as well early tomorrow morning. Other than that, your thoughts on everything we do is indeed welcome all all the time you know that you can tweet us right away uh, if you're enjoying what we're doing just a thumbs up is well it's really appreciated let's put it that way just tweet us tag me Ashraf Ghanda NSFM Radio hashtag SFM Viewpoint with a thumbs up but also if you want to drop me an email Ashraf at SFM.co.za and tell me about the things that you really would enjoy listening to on the show things that we that we do that you like and things that we, we're not doing that you want to hear more of anyway, right? So let's get that. Uh, and to do a call from KZN, and you're on the line. Hello, welcome to the show. Yeah, well, how are you? I'm very good indeed. Right, what's your what's your take on, on uh, the DRC? Uh, first of all, we must, uh, I, I, I must appreciate the the effort that you are doing in, 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 in updating us. Well, it's a combination. Yes, Myself yes. and my producer, yes. Ben or Benzito, we, we work together and that's how it works. But appreciate your feedback. Thank you. Yeah, but on, on, I've been, I've, I've, I've spent a month on, in, in DRC on, the, on the, the previous elections, not this one, the last one. I was, I was part of the, of the uh, SADC observer mission. Okay, all right. And well. I, had a, I had a chance to work on the east side, uh, Bini, Goma, and, uh, and Bukavu. Okay. So my, my, my interest mainly is to say we have a country that is very rich there in terms of all the minerals that you need. We need as a first, in terms of the, of the world economy. We need that country in Africa very stable. And uh, uh, in terms of the wealth which is sitting in that space, the stuff that I saw when I was there, 
and and I, I, I do understand the interest of all these uh, foreign countries that you are counting that they've got their militia armies around, uh, uh, position around the uh, uh, neighbor countries around the RC. I know why they are there because I've been there. I saw what. So why? Why you say you know why they're there? Why are they there? Mainly is the, is the trafficking of minerals. There is no control. There is this mineral which is called coltan, which is used uh, for 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 communication on, on cell phone and all other, and all these uh, other gadgets. There is no there is no regulations as, uh, as to how that mineral is mined and uh, processed and exported. And as as I was uh, uh, working in, in in those rural areas where people are mining this uh, this stuff. You could see the conditions of their life that really, really somebody else is making a killing somewhere, not them, in terms of the value of the, of, of the minerals that they are able to take from the ground. Okay, but, but I mean, the fact is, even if people are making a killing, they are, and killing is such a bad word to use in the, in the context of what we're talking about. The fact is, you know, are, are there issues, uh, I mean, th- there should be good governance, th- there should be a good will of people who want peace and, and, and not a country to, to lose itself, yeah, isn't it? The, 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 the challenge there, it, it, it's not only the governance. Yes, we, are, we, are, we went there ob- ob- observing elections in terms of, the, of, of and also noticing and how difficult it is to, to set up the machinery system for, 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 for running the logistics of elections. DRC is huge. Those who are estimating two times, I say no. Maybe three times the size of South Africa. And there are no roads there. And it's so difficult to travel from Kinshasa to anywhere within, 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 within DRC. So in terms of, of, of uh, the, the, the national election body to able to set up the elections, it's a nightmare. I've been there. I saw what is happening. What do you, th- what do you think is now? What, what do you think is now going to happen? I mean, there's been a delayed election and a delayed result of an election, right? It's still not yet confirmed. What, what do you think is going to happen in the next few days? It, 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 my, 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 I expect that uh, uh, the results need to be. I would say I, I, I expect that the results need to be announced. And uh, the RC people, I've, I've been with them there. I think that they are going to accept. But what is becoming a, a serious security issue is that if the results are not favoring, uh, are not fa- favorable to the majority, mm-hmm. it's going to create a problem. Because the RFC is divided into, in terms of the, of the tribal setup, it's very volatile. Very versatile and, and a big concern as well. All right. Yes. Okay, thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank best you, best you, wishes, okay? Thank, thank you. you. Yeah? Oh, we've lost you. I think he was going to compliment us. So, but, but appreciate it, right? Edward, we, we have you back on the line for about three minutes. So perhaps get, get to the issue that, that you want to raise that you think is really important for us to, to get to know now. Yes, I just wanted to say that uh, the elections in the DRC must be analyzed in terms of what is it that the DRC wants to achieve. Because I'm asking the question, could elections be a liability in cases such as the DRC? In whose interest are elections held in African countries? Is it in the interest of the elite or in the interest of the people? If really elections are held in the interest of the electorate, then how do we celebrate post-election political solutions 
whose solutions are outside the electoral process, which are elite-driven, and which are which able out the voting citizens. We have seen in the DRC for the past four decades now that multinational corporations and other international aid organizations present themselves as helping with humanitarian intervention while they are helping themselves to the resources of the country. So the conundrum that we have in the DRC at the moment cannot be solved by an election because there are so many competing forces on the ground. All right, but here's a quick question to you before we wrap up. Are you therefore suggesting don't have an election? I'm suggesting that the solution to the DRC lies in the African people. Only African unity will solve the solution, will solve the conundrum in the DRC. Because we see that the United Nations is not interested in delivering peace to the people of the DRC. We see that the Roman Catholic Church also is heavily involved, has heavily invested itself in the politics of the DRC. Okay, we're going backing an opposition candidate. We're going to have so to You can see that there are major forces that are meditating against the achievement of peace in the All DRC. Right. Edward uh, Edward Mitole, thank you for your time. Uh, founder of the African Renaissance Project and of course an African analyst on on issues around the African continent. Now you also know that the the ANC very busy uh, celebrating but also debating uh, as part of the uh, January 8th celebration so instead of the normal innovations uh, feature what we're doing right now is uh, playing or replaying the speech by the president of the country but the president of the ANC as well Saro Ramaphosa <laughs>